kids don't do as we say, they do as we do, right? One mum was asked, how did you persuade your child to read instead of playing with smart devices? She said, children don't hear us, they imitate us. Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in week in, week out. I'm genuinely so grateful and appreciate each and every single one of you that takes out time out of your lives to learn, to listen, and to grow. And today's episode is something that I'm really fascinated by. I'm actually so excited to talk about this topic because I think it's something that we don't think about often, we don't talk about often, but every week when I'm doing these solo episodes, I'm always thinking of what am I reflecting on? What am I working on? What am I personally going through that I can help you with? See, I've always seen myself as someone who experiments a lot, someone who tests a lot, and I try and learn from my own reflections, my own realizations, my own mistakes, and the steps that I'm taking in my life. And this topic is something that I really hope is going to resonate with so many of you. So if you're here for the first time, a huge welcome to you. If you're here for the 31st time, a huge welcome to you. I'm genuinely so, so happy to have such an incredible community that consistently makes us the number one health podcast in the world. So today's theme is six reasons why we must develop the emotional skills our parents didn't have and ways to get started. So these are the six reasons why we must develop the emotional skills our parents didn't have. Now, whether you're a parent or not, the truth is we've all been children, right? At some point or other in our lives, earlier on, we were all children. Now, some of us may look back on our childhoods with incredible, fond memories. And maybe when we do that, we can relive them. We talk about how amazing things were. And actually, all we remember from the past is positivity. And others, well, we actually may have trouble walking down memory lane due to past trauma due to past pain, due to challenges that still feel so real that we still experience them in our life today. Now, this episode is for both of you, right? It isn't just for those who had a tough childhood because parenting skills are for multiple areas of our life. Self-esteem and emotion is, of course, a key pillar, but our views on success, happiness, money, and relationships also make a big difference. And whether you view your childhood as positive or negative, amazing or challenging, this episode applies to you. So make sure you're listening closely. This isn't about whether you came from a loving home or not. It's about taking responsibility for our lives and taking charge of our future, right? This isn't about whether you had the most amazing childhood or a bad childhood. This is about you recognizing what are the skills you didn't have, right? The emotional skills that your parents, sorry, didn't have that you need to develop and learn. A lot of people think the only skill needed for parenting is to love their kids. Now, I'm not a parent, but having been a child, I know that there is a little more than that. And from the parents that I know that invest in their kids, I also see that love is a key ingredient, but there's a lot of other things that we need to be wary of and conscious of. So here's to parenting yourself. We may not even be aware of the skills our parents had or the ones they struggled with, but it's so important for us to develop those skills for multiple reasons. 
In this episode, I'm going to give you the six reasons why we need to develop the emotional skills our parents never had and how to get started. Also, it's a little entitled to believe our parents should have taught and given us everything we needed. I mean, no one can do that. Who could give you everything you need? So this is about why we need to get what we need and stop being reliant or dependent or entitled. Now, we've all heard this before. These are probably two of my favorite things that I've ever heard about parenting or children. The day you realize your parents were right, your kids are telling you that you're wrong, right? I'm sure you've heard about it. Maybe reflect on it for a moment. And here's the other one. Kids don't do as we say, they do as we do, right? One mom was asked, how did you persuade your child to read instead of playing with smart devices? She said, children don't hear us, they imitate us. I remember years ago when I was a monk, I remember having this lady approached me, probably the age of my mother. And she came up to me and she goes, my daughter's so materialistic. Like, how do I stop her from being materialistic? And the funny thing was this lady was holding a Gucci handbag. She had her Louis Vuitton heels on and she was just, you know, she was drenched in designer clothing. And I was just thinking, well, how do you expect your child to do differently when that's what they're seeing in your life? So what I want you to do now is I want you to make a list, mental or physical, of the amazing things you believe you learned from your parents. It's so important to be consciously competent about what you believe your parents really gave you. Make a list. Now that you've done that list, I want you to write down which skills you think you need to develop, right? These could be the things that you don't think your parents taught you. It could be anything from forgiveness to focus to work ethic or dedication, right? And first, I want you to feel grateful for the initial list. Anything your parents taught you. And remember, lessons that we learned from our parents aren't always active. I always like giving this example. There was a gentleman who was an alcoholic. And he had two sons. One of the sons became an alcoholic. And the other never drank alcohol ever. Notice how one behavior can inspire and spark two totally opposite behavior changes. Why? Because the son who saw his father become an al alcoholic, he decided to drink alcohol too because he followed in his footsteps. But the other son noticed the negative impact on alcohol in his father's life and therefore decided not to drink alcohol. So remember, our parents have taught us things actively and passively. There are some things we learned by their example and there are some things we could have learned by their mistakes. And before we dive into the six reasons why we must develop the emotional skills our parents didn't have, we have to be grateful for what we did learn from them. I really want us to start there. No matter how hard it is, no matter how challenging it is for you, I really want you to start there. I want you to feel grateful for what you did learn from them actively or passively. So let's dive straight into these six reasons why it's so important for us to develop these skills. Number one, the first reason is when we try to develop the skills, the emotional skills that our parent didn't have, we realize how hard it is. And we, we may realize maybe that was their best attempt. It's easy to judge our parents and believe they didn't give us the best. Now, even if you're right, even if you could objectively show that that is totally true, that thought doesn't benefit you. 
Instead, it creates a victim mindset and a belief that your life is worse than everyone else's. How many times have you met someone who's just lost on that feeling of being a victim as if their life has been the worst and it's the most terrible and they've just had a hard deal, right? When you try to develop the skills your parents didn't have, you recognize just how hard those skills are. You recognize you will never perfect them yourself and this gives you perspective right? It stops us from judging our parents and helps us focus on how we can develop them. So one thing my parents didn't give me is habits and discipline. This is something I learned during my time as a monk, things like sleeping and waking up early as an example. But if you've ever tried to teach a child how to sleep and wake up early or have discipline or good habits, you know exactly how difficult it is. Even trying to teach an adult. I have so many people that I coach and thousands of people worldwide that are always like, Jay, how do I just get my sleeping rhythm right? Right? These things aren't easy to teach or coach in children, right? Or even in adults. So you realize how challenging it is when you try to develop the skill yourself and share it with someone else. Now, 72% of people in a direct TV survey said they learned hard work by watching their parents work hard. Now, how do we parent ourselves in the process? You know, why is it important for us to learn these emotional skills our parents didn't have? Because we may have seen our parents work hard, but maybe they didn't work hard for something that was meaningful to them because they didn't have that opportunity. The challenge is we usually take the external and not the internal lesson. Why were they working hard? What were they working hard on? Those are the nuances where you have to parent yourself. Your parents may have taught you hard work or work ethic, but not passion, purpose, meaning, or fulfillment. That's where you come in. This is why you need to dial into those emotional skills so that you can coach yourself. Now, it's hard for anyone to coach passion or purpose. Now, parenting experts say kids learn hard work when you let them experience failure to prepare and work hard, right? So what you have to do with yourself is you have to observe when you don't prepare, when you don't put in the work and you fail and you make mistakes, how does that feel and use as a fuel to actually create that work ethic? So the first thing is the reason why we need to develop the emotional skills our parents didn't have is first of all, to realize how hard they are, to stop judging them, and to give ourselves the time and perspective to recognize that we have to look at the gaps, right? Even if we did learn hard work, what was it that was missing that can improve our lives from a meaningful perspective? Now, number two, reason number two is this big one, so that we can parent ourselves. Too many of us are living in this world where like, I didn't get the right parenting. I didn't get the right upbringing. And if that's true, then it's our job to parent ourselves. It's our job to give ourselves the upbringing that we believe we deserve. Otherwise, you constantly live in this bubble of, I didn't get what I needed, and now you can't get it, right? We live in this world of like, oh, I didn't get it, so I can never get it. And that's not true because the truth is you can parent yourself. You can actually give yourself the parenting that you didn't receive. This is totally empowering. It's giving you so much energy because you realize whatever you missed out on, you can still start it today. This is one of my favorite reasons. It's easy to sit here and correct our parents' parenting style, but we have to heal ourselves. We have to parent ourselves. Again, 
This approach is about taking a personal sense of responsibility to help us heal. If we do not learn the skills of forgiveness and compassion and love, then we cannot parent ourselves. Even if we feel there is nothing to heal, sometimes the wounds are so deep, we can't see them anymore. It's easy to think we're fine, but it's so important to address this. So many of us feel that everything's okay, we take a stoic approach, we don't really let it affect us, but we don't recognize that we have to take stock. Now, one thing I definitely had to parent myself on is the mindset needed for business on entrepreneurship. Now, my mom's an entrepreneur, but she really did it for flexibility to raise me and my sister. And I absolutely love her for that. My mom was there for us and I always felt that. We always felt that. So I would rather have had that than entrepreneurship skills, right? Again, feeling grateful for what we did get is the starting point. Now, when I moved to the US, I had to figure out everything from international tax, setting up an LLC, hiring the right team, finding the right business partners, you know, multiple businesses all from scratch. Now, 52% of participants of the survey said that their parents taught them discipline and often in unhealthy ways. So parenting experts suggest we learn discipline through doing things completely. This applies to all of us. How many of us start a course and don't complete it? Or maybe the same with a book or a podcast. Hopefully not this one. Hopefully you're going to complete this podcast and you complete most of them. I know you do because I see what you post and that means so much to me. But we have this habit of starting things and not completing them. Pushing ourselves to completion on something that matters is huge. It's a great way of parenting ourselves, right? We give ourselves that confidence boost. We feel our self-worth when we do that. Another thing is when we embody things like compassion and love and forgiveness with ourselves, when we develop those skills, we actually allow ourselves to heal. We allow ourselves to feel what our parents could have given us, but we're giving it to ourselves now. And that also gives us a sense of worth and meaning and reason. Now, the reason number three is so that we can give the same things for our children right? This is the thing that we have to learn the emotional disciplines and habits that our parents didn't have so that we can actually give them to our children. If you're a parent or plan on being a parent, then this is really key. Real service is not giving what you have. It's providing people with opportunities you didn't have. If we wait to get, we may never give. And when we don't realize that in giving, we receive, right? When we actually give our children what we didn't have, we actually create that environment for ourselves to live in. That's the beauty of it, right? You actually give yourself a world to live in. So for example, I didn't have a plan when I left being a monk. I had to figure it out from scratch. So now when I know monks are trying to move on, I try to pass on what I have learned. And we can do that. So I'm not saying my path is the path, but I can serve without having received from someone else. And I hope that really makes sense. So around 66% of participants said they learned responsibility from their parents. If you didn't, if you're in that 34%, then the best way is to focus on an objective and figure out how to get there on your own, right? Children are more responsible when we boost their self-esteem through appreciation. And so we have to appreciate ourselves. Now, when I first heard this about you know, appreciating yourself, talking to yourself like someone you love. 
I just thought, wow, that sounds so cheesy. It sounds so cliche. How do I pat myself on the back? But what I mean by that is you have to give yourself that encouragement, right? You have to provide yourself that environment to grow in. You can't just sit here and be like, oh, my parents never showed up to sports games or, oh, like I'm not going to show up to my kids' sports games because my parents didn't do it to me. It's about recognizing that everyone requires different things and everyone needs different things. So we have to think about these emotional skills so that we can actually pass them on to our kids. And again, we're not going to pass on every single one. We're going to make our own mistakes, but there is somewhere that we can get going. Now, number four, one of the biggest reasons why we must develop the emotional skills our parent didn't have is this, so that we can stop resenting them and not be bitter towards them. When we develop the skills our parents didn't have, we stop the negativity, right? These are terrible emotions to carry around. The last thing you want to do, especially when, you know, when, when a parent passes away or something like that, the last thing you want to do is have carried resentment or bitterness around. I know one of my friends a while ago now, many years ago now, told me that the last thing he said to his father before his father passed away, which he didn't know was going to happen, was totally unexpected, was him sharing his resentment and bitterness towards him. It's so important that we purify and we cleanse this negative emotion that we have in our lives so that we don't have that feeling towards them. Now, it's not surprising that only 47% of children learn trust from their parents. And this is crazy scary because we learn how to lie as early as age three, right? The hardest language to speak in the world, it truly seems, is honesty, right? If you went on Duolingo or any of those apps, Rosetta, uh, you know, what's it called? Rosetta Stone or any of these apps, you can learn how to speak different languages, but one of the biggest challenges is learning how to speak honesty. That's, that's really the challenge. We lie because we're scared of letting someone else down, right? So we have to encourage truthfulness in ourselves as an act of courage, right? If we don't rewire and reparent ourselves to give that act of courage through truth, then guess what? We're going to continue living that journey. Now, in my monk teachings, I was taught what's known as the four austerities of speech. They are these. Number one, to only speak that which is truthful. Number two, to only speak that which is beneficial to all. Number three, to speak in a way that doesn't agitate the minds of others. And number four, is consistent with spiritual texts. Now, when you think about that, you think, wow, well, what am I even going to say then? Well, that's the good thing about it, right? When you hear that, what you should be hearing is, how can I speak in such a way to myself and to others that is truthful, beneficial to all, and doesn't agitate the minds of others. When you can speak in that way, you start having real power over how you speak to yourself and how you speak to others, and you start removing that bitterness and that resentment that can often be there. Now, this is number five. And this one potentially is the hardest one, but it's something that I really want you to consider because for, for a lot of us, this actually may end up happening. And this is what it is. You actually help your parents. Now, not every parent wants your needs your help and you've got to make sure that they're soliciting this advice. But the reason why we must develop the emotional skills our parents didn't have is so that we can actually help them back, right? We can actually serve them. We can actually 
often be their coach or guide or mediator in that process. Not because we know more, but because we're better. It's because we want to have that mood of compassion and service and guidance and can actually offer that back. Remember, today we're so blessed to have so much access to so much more information, to so many more role models, to so much more in our lives that didn't exist before. So when our parents didn't give us certain things, it's not because they didn't want to, they just might not have known. This is a huge, huge one that I really, really recommend thinking about. And six, the sixth and final reason why we must develop the emotional skills our parents didn't have are as follows. We mirror in our relationships what we saw in our parents. We look for our partner to fill the gap our parents left. Listen to this carefully, I'll repeat that. We mirror in our relationships what we saw in our parents. And we look for our partner to fill our parents' gap. If we don't unpack our own bags, we'll expect our partner to do it for us. And here's the crazy thing. Only 43% of people surveyed learn to be resourceful from their parents. The way children are taught these skills is by not giving them every part of the puzzle. We don't give all the answers. Similarly with ourselves, our partner will never do all the work for us. Our partner's not going to fill every gap. Our partner's not going to unpack our emotional baggage for us. This is something we have to do. And the problem is that if we don't do it ourselves, we make the same mistakes in our relationship. Notice how if your parents always played the guilt trip you do that to your partner. How many times have you done something like that to your partner where it played out, your parents played the guilt trip on you and now you're doing it to them? Or if your parents always put you down after you messed up or after you succeeded, do you do that to your partner? Think about this for a moment. What habits are you mirroring that are ruining your relationship? What habits from your parents by observing them are you actually now reliving that are distorting your relationship, that are creating challenges in your relationship? This is one of the biggest ones, right? We mirror in our relationships what we saw in our parents. We start acting like our mothers and fathers when we don't heal, when we don't develop these emotional skills to remove these traits, to recognize these traits. We end up bringing them into our relationship and therefore we see the same thing. Some of us saw what happened in our parents and we decided we didn't want the same thing. Some of us didn't consciously learn that skill and so we've just recreated the same thing. And then the second half of that is we look for our partner to fill our parents' gap. So if our parents left a gap emotionally, we're looking for our partners to fill it and the challenge is that adds a lot of pressure onto our partner. And that's why it's so important it's so deeply important that we heal ourselves, that we go through that process ourselves. So those are the six reasons why we must develop the emotional skills our parents didn't have. And these are the emotional skills. I've named some of them and we've gone through some examples of how to actually build them up. Number one was to realize how hard it is. Number two is so that we can parent ourselves. Number three is so that we can do those things for our children. Number four is so that we can stop the resentment and bitterness. Number five is so that we will be able to help our parents. And number six is so that we don't carry that into our relationships. And that's really the message of today. If you didn't have the best parenting, become the best parent for yourself. Whatever you believe you didn't have, 
you can provide that for yourself. If you didn't believe you had the best education, go and find the best education for yourself. The truth is it's never too late. You're not ahead. You're not behind. It's never too late. You're exactly where you need to be, right? You're exactly where you need to be. You don't need to go anywhere else. And that's the biggest message here. That start where you are. Whatever you didn't have, find it for yourself now. Become it for yourself now. Because the truth is, nothing is stopping you apart from yourself. And the best part is, you're going to try your best. You're going to make mistakes. And you're going to fail. Just like our parents may have. And that's fine. It's totally normal. No one's going to perfect it. No one's going to control the exact atmosphere and provide all the most amazing ways to get parented or learn. We won't even do it with our children. And actually, that's what gives us this freedom, this liberation of recognizing we didn't receive perfection and we can't give perfection. And that's okay because we can try our best. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of On Purpose. I hope it was revelatory. I hope it was purifying. I hope it was cleansing. For me, these podcasts are not just informative, they're transformative. I'm trying to push all of my energy. When you're listening to me on this podcast, I'm completely absorbed and embedded into serving you through this microphone, into your ears, through your headphones or device or whatever you're listening to this on, even in your car. I'm genuinely so happy that you're here. I'm genuinely so happy that you've subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you've rated and reviewed if you haven't already. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing week ahead. I can't wait for you to hear next week's guest. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to On Purpose. Let me know. Post it. Tell me what a difference it's making in your life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this incredibly conscious community we're creating of purposeful people. You're now a part of the tribe, a part of the squad. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. Thank you.